0: you find yourself yearning for a deeper, more purposeful existence? Get ready to embark on a transformative journey, diving deep into the realms of personal development, friendships, romance, and abundance. Get ready for Finding the Fire, Igniting Soul Connection, as we lead the way to embrace the fire within.
1: And we're back. Yay. So our last episode, we were kind of talking about how everything is tied to the physical, emotional side of the physical and how you actually fully heal from that. Right. And so I kind of alluded to it toward the end about like my own personal journey of my health and and coming back to wellness. And I mean, there's multiple layers on that. But but one of the biggest things for me was actually. Um, allowing myself to feel the depths of the sorrow of the loss of my son, which I had never allowed myself to do and it had been eight years at that point. Um, but it was it was I was to a mental state that I was able to block it and not tune into it all the time and be able to talk about my son and and share about him and help other people through their process of maybe grief or loss of a child and so I thought that I was doing okay. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until having everything literally stripped of me and um, my, my sister actually brought to my awareness, she was like, Cindy, have you, would you ever try um, mushrooms? Psychedelics, like psilocybin. I was like, no, no way. I was so anti anything like that because I'm a nurse, right? And Western medicine-minded, and like all the like that's bad for you. War on drugs. Just say no to drugs. Like all the things, right? Um, but in that process of like being stripped of everything and and being in Literally in bed and having to have, <laughs> have meals brought to me and be helped to bathe and shower, like, like you know, my my nurse hat title was taken from me as well. I couldn't I couldn't work, um, or do much of anything besides focus on living. And so when she brought this to my awareness, I'm like, you know, immediately judge it. I'm like, no. Well, then she was telling me some of the benefits and some of the experience that she had had with it. And so I'm like, you know what, like. All I did back then was research everything. Like, what's causing what's causing my illness? What's this tied to? What's that linked to? How can I get better from any of this? So, anyway, she gave me something to ponder on. So I started researching psilocybin and psychedelics, and I came across a study or or a link saying that the FDA has been studying psychedelics um, for mental health, PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, and what else? Um, a few other things, but I'm like, wait a minute. The FDA studying psychedelics, so you know, Western medicine, nurse-minded. Like, if the FDA studying it, there must be some benefits from it, right? And right now, like, I'm bed bound. I can't get out of bed. Like, I'm not going to be drug tested, right? From the hospital. <laughs> My sister's tried it. I trust her. I trust her experience. Um, what do I have to lose at this point, right? Yeah and maybe have everything to gain. Um, so, I mean, I didn't like dive right into it. There, it took me some time to like wrap my brain around this whole thing. But um, yeah, at some point she, you know, she doesn't live locally by me, but at some point she was like, well, what if I came down and, you know, held space for you to to sit with psilocybin? And there's a whole difference, right? Like when people are like, oh, I've done mushrooms and had a bad trip or this or that, like like, doing mushrooms in like a party scene or with alcohol or or whatever is totally different than having it done intentionally to try and help yourself, right? To try and like find where you can improve upon yourself or you have trauma hiding or things like that. So um, eventually I I told her, yes, like, you know, I'll, I'll do it. So. Yeah, she she came and we went into a beautiful place outdoors in nature, and um, I sat with these mushrooms and I'm like, did had no idea what to expect, zero, because I've never I'd never been on the party scene, you know, like didn't even yeah, didn't have experience with anything at the time, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I trusted her, and I trusted myself, and I. Tr- we were in this beautiful place in nature, and so um, this experience was amazing, and without getting into all of it, the, the biggest takeaway for me was, at one point, um, I'm like deep in it, right? And I'm like, oh, I have all the secrets of the world. Like this is, you know, like I saw the psychedelics and the beautiful colors and the kaleidoscopes. I'm like, oh, this is how Disney made all of his films and all of his rides, you know, like, like I just felt like I knew all the secrets of the world. And it was fun, and it was this, and it was a little scary and intimidating because it's like so vast, right? But also, um, um, it was, it was a fun experience up until that point. And then I opened my eyes, like really internal with my eyes closed up until then. And then I started opening my eyes and I'm like looking at the river and the dirt and like everything's moving and alive and breathing and it's all connected. And it was like, whoa, literally we're all connected in all things. Even these inanimate objects that we think like, like they have energy in them, right? And energy's life. So, um, Anyhow, I it showed at that point as I started like opening my eyes more, like the mushrooms like showed me my son, my son who had been passed for eight years, right? And again, mind you, I was in a good place with this. I thought I was healed. I was able to talk about him. In fact, I did. I would um, uh, speak on trauma healing and things. And so they show him to me, and I'm like, oh, there's my baby, so beautiful, you know. And they're like, well, don't you miss him? And I'm like, well, yeah, I miss him, but. You know, it's okay, like I've worked through it, I know it, you know. Well, don't you miss him? Well, yeah, I miss him, but I know that, you know, like all the stories of why I'm okay, right? But brushing over the fact that I actually miss him. And they just kept asking me over and over, don't you miss him, aren't you sad? Aren't you sad your baby's not here with you? Don't you miss him? And finally I'm like, yeah, I'm sad. And I just felt that emotion, and I just bawled and bawled and bawled, and like to the depths of my soul, like cried and mourned his loss, which I had never allowed myself to do to that point. And I didn't realize how much I had pushed past that just to survive. And um, and then at some point, I mean, that felt like an eternity, right? Like I was literally like down in in like my lap, my head buried in my lap and my hands and just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And then I'm told, pick your head up. And I'm like, I don't want to. Pick your head up. No, I don't want to. Like, and I was arguing with myself, (laughs) with the mushroom, and like, you made me feel this. Like, now I don't want to get out of it. It's like, pick your head up. So I finally did. I sat up, I opened my eyes and I look at the river. (laughs) And there's these three little kids walking upstream. And um, my son that I lost, he was the third of of three children. It was literally, I had an oldest, my oldest is a daughter, and then boy, boy. That's literally these kids walking upstream. The oldest was a girl and a boy and a boy, and they're holding hands, walking through this river. And I'm just watching them in awe and like how... Fun, how much fun they're having and you could see the love they had for each other and they're just enjoying themselves in the river and I'm like picturing my kids in a loving way I'm like oh how fun is that you know and that that is like a representation of my three children right there and at one point um the youngest the youngest boy broke off from the two like he lost grip because they're walking upstream broke off and he's like reaching out to them like help me and they're keeping going they're like no come on come on you got it he's like help me and they're like you got it and they kept going and I'm like they're leaving him behind you know so I'm like processing this and all of a sudden it's like shows me my son again and I go back into the sorrow and the sadness and crying and that he was broken off from our family and again I'm like down in my lap with my my Hands covering my head and just sobbing, 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 and sad, and feeling the loss and the sadness and the sorrow. It's like, now pick your head up. I'm like, no, again, I'm fighting, you know. But he went through the process again, and finally, I pick my head up and I look, and the little boy's going upstream. You know, behind them, not connected, but he's still finding his own path, and they're just having a blast, all of them, you know, and they're not necessarily still connected, but they're still all there finding their own way, enjoying themselves um, in the river. And so I'm like seeing this as an analogy within, you know, my own children, my own self. I'm like, oh okay. You know, they're okay. They're still having fun. It's sad that they're broke off, but but, you know, we can still enjoy. So anyway, it took me through this process like over and over and over. And well don't you miss them, aren't you sad? And then I would cry and sob and then pick your head up. And then I would laugh and smile. Like, literally, I'm laughing and smiling and enjoying these kids. And then it would take me back in. And it felt like eternity that I'm doing this over and over until it was faster each time and faster each time and faster each time and faster each time to where I I was literally, like, sitting up, crying, feeling the sadness and the sorrow and the loss and the happiness and the joy and the love all at once through laughter and tears all together. And it's like, oh. We cannot feel true joy and happiness if we don't feel the true sorrow and sadness. And I was living my life in this little narrow window of emotion because I didn't want to feel the sadness and sorrow and loss of my son. I was not allowing myself to feel the joy and the happiness and the love to the depths that it is. I was literally like going through life in this zombie mode. Like numbness almost. Numbness, literally. And that's the lesson that I learned. And that was part of, that was a huge part of my healing journey. Like you can only go through life so long like that. Like we are emotional beings and, um, emotion is energy and motion. And if we stop that motion, we're going to stop us. We're going to stop our energy we're going to put us in a we're going to put us (laughs) bed bound and and have our health taken away from us unless we actually feel everything feel all that emotion process it uh, and don't hold back from any of it because then you're actually holding yourself back from the the Heights, you know, if you're holding yourself back from the low lows, you're holding yourself back from the high highs also. Exactly. And who really wants to live life like in that little narrow window of just robot mode? Like that's no fun. Yeah, some people do. <laughs> somebody, somebody back there, we won't name names, is saying, "Oh me," because you know, so so many of us, especially in this day and age, like we are afraid to actually look at our shadows, right? Like. And, and what's in a shadow other than no light? So if you put a light on the shadow, it disappears and there's nothing to be afraid of anymore. Right? Yeah, people are so
2: scared and there's so much fear of even feeling the emotions. Like people, they say like there's a high percentage of like, it was really high, like ninety something percent people would rather like die than feel their emotions.
1: It's so fill true. the
2: pain. They think, you know, but they, they don't realize that that's literally where the freedom is. Freedom is in the feeling of the emotions. But, and it's a huge release. It's a release so we can actually experience life to a
1: whole nother level. Yeah. And, and it's so true and that's how I was living life right like I didn't want to feel the emotion emotional sadness. I didn't know this I didn't know the concept okay. nobody was talking about it then you know so we're talking about it now so hopefully this can help other people but um, if you're not allowing yourself to feel that emotion whatever it is you know you're you're going to put yourself in an early grave or or not of such a fun life
2: to sometimes just allowing yourself to just break down giving full permission just to fill all the fills I know it's not fun sometimes like I don't want
1: right right but but when
2: you feel it coming just feel like okay I I do need to make space and time to just allow myself to break down
1: yeah yeah and it's it's so powerful when you do actually allow yourself and I think there was a previous episode where we talked about um I you know had a family member in the hospital and and was going through a lot of like high stress and like my like everything in my body wanted to cry and break down right but I had to like stay show strong. up and stay strong and all of a sudden my whole body hurt and I'm not used to that anymore I mean I that used to be my past self but now that I always work on myself and I'm always checking in like I don't hurt anymore so my whole body is hurting and I'm like body why are you hurting it's like, oh, because I want to cry and you're not letting me. I'm like, oh, okay, noted. I want to cry. I can't right now because I'm in public. I've got to show up for for my family member in the hospital. But I I acknowledge you and I will allow for that. And so I did. You know, and I went and addressed that. And as soon as I did, I felt amazing. I felt like I, I, again like the best massage of my life, the best release of my life. I said before and I'll say it again. Like I, I um literally like. Amazing afterwards and what I was going through at the moment if anybody knew they'd be like how can you say you feel amazing while this person is in the hospital going through this it's like because I am processing the motions and I'm showing up for not only the person in the hospital but for myself Mm -hmm. and so I feel amazing and I can show up the best person right now and and it did it it was the best thing I could have done for, for not only me, but that person in that moment is to show up for me.
2: And I think as you're talking about this, one thing that comes to my mind, and I also had this come through in a journey one time was the message that I kept seeing over and over again was you actually have to choose yourself in this life. It's like, it was like the cycle over and over again. You could keep watching things replay. And then it's like, but are you gonna choose you this time? Are you gonna choose you? And just thinking back at your life, like how often do we get in situations and we just like, again, we choose to sacrifice ourselves again. We choose to lose ourselves again. And it's like, it's like going again through that. It's like, are you gonna choose you yet? Are you gonna choose you? And it's not meant to be a selfish thing. It is literally like in this life, we have to learn to
1: choose yourself because if you're not here then who's going to do all the things you do right yeah. if you don't put yourself you first. can still show
2: up for other people it has nothing to do with that but it's like it's like are you going to realize your life wasn't meant to sacrifice it away right
1: You can't give from an empty cup. You've got Mm -hmm. to fill your cup first. And then when it overflows, that flows into everyone and everything else around you. But if you've drained your complete cup and you're trying to still give to everybody else, like you have nothing left to give.
2: And it's such a pattern. And it's just one of those things that I think like we can see people will do good for a, a short time, you know, period of time where they're choosing like, okay, I'm doing better. I'm choosing myself. And then all of a sudden, like you'll see people, for example, get in a relationship. Right. And then it's like then they decide to like sacrifice themselves away for that person right like when they don't have to it doesn't have to be where i give myself away now and i don't think of myself anymore and i don't choose things that are in alignment for me anymore so it's just but i do think that's one of the things that we are meant to go through in this life where where we like realize and come to that realization that it's like whoa like that was the answer Everything it was trying to show me all this time, like it's so I simple once you finally to, get it too. And I saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, wow!" But again, we don't ever think it could be that simple, right? Or we don't think, "Well, that can't be the right answer," right? Like, right? Like, I can't
1: be selfish. I can't put myself I can't, first.
2: It can't be about <laughs> choosing me because I got to choose everyone else, right? right? And that's just the easy answer. Is like, I want to choose everyone else, but yeah. what if it's really just waiting for you to choose you?
1: I know, and it's so much easier to choose everyone else once once you choose yourself and once you have a full cup
2: and it's easier to show up in all different aspects and everything actually
1: mirrors back to you when you choose you oh yeah absolutely absolutely And, and as you say that is so true like um Oh, there's so many stories that are coming to my head right now, but I actually, I actually kind of wanted to, to jump back to what you were saying about choosing yourself first and like, and, and how, if we don't, like it's going to, the choices is be taken from us. Right. And, um, very, very recently, um, back in September of last year, oh my goodness, that's been a year now. Wow. Um, September of last year, like it came to my awareness that I was not choosing me. But I didn't want to see that. Um, I was I was um, putting my kids first, which as moms or parents, like your kids come first, right? That's what we're taught. And they should. And they need to until they're able to stand up on their own two feet. And, you know, like you don't have to. There's different phases. There's different phases of life, right? So, so my children are now to a phase of life where they're capable of taking care of themselves and, and you know, helping each other and things like that. But I was still... Putting everything into them and not anything into myself until one day, um, my, I mean, I was so depleted and I didn't see it. I mean, I know that you saw it, you mm-hmm. remember the time I'm talking about, but it was actually a family member that brought to my attention. They're like, Cindy, have you looked at yourself? Like, You look like a mama cat who has nursing kittens that need to to go off on their own because you're completely depleted. And if you don't walk away from your kittens right now and take care of yourself and nurture yourself, like you're going to have nothing left to give. They're going to suck the life out of you. And and it was in the most loving way possible, you know. Like they're a family member, and they love my kids, and they're like, "I'm going to take your kids for you for two weeks, and you go figure out something for yourself." And I'm like, "I don't know what that looks like, and I can't right now because I've got all this going on, you know, and my kids this and that." They're like, "No, go," and I knew in that moment I needed to. Um, but fast forward through that whole journey of that year, like it got worse before it got better, and I literally was. <laughs> I was taken out of this physical vessel. I was on desk door multiple times. I remember you even looking at me and you're like, Cindy, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you're gonna, I'm like, are you gonna choose? Yeah. Like, are you gonna choose? You're like, right now, you you've got one foot in and one foot out. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna choose. Like, I want to say yes. I'm gonna choose in, but I didn't. I at that time was so depleted, so depleted physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. And I wasn't looking at myself. So then I did. I started going to doctors and getting tests and getting lab work and doing all that stuff to see if there was anything physically going on and um, going down a rabbit hole that way, which was actually um, making me more and more sick. The more lab work I got, the more tests I got, the more diagnoses I got, the more testing they wanted. They're like, "Okay, we're down to these two really serious things that are very life threatening and we have to do some major procedures on both of them both of them have big risks and side effects and the answer to either one is not good you know and you're going to have to then then here's your path from this one and here's your path from that one and I looked at both of those I'm like I don't want any of it neither of it I'm not going to choose any of it even if I have an answer I'm not going to go down those paths I'm just going to like if I only have days or weeks or months to live I'm going to just live with myself and my kids and so finally I was literally told like when I say told like spiritually told from my higher self from God from source from universe whatever you align with like I was told like stop searching you will find what you're looking for if you keep going down this path you will find what you're looking for and at the time I was looking for a diagnosis and but I didn't, knew I didn't want any of those So I stopped looking, but in the process of all that, like I was taken out of this physical vessel. I was taken to the other side a few times, and um, three times to be exact. And uh, the first time, it's like you—you need to choose you if you go back. And I'm like, "Well, I have kids. I got to choose my kids." You know, they're like, "No, your kids are fine. You need to choose you." I'm like, "Well, you know." Anyway, like rationing this, and they're like, "If you go back." you you need to put you first. I'm like, okay, fingers crossed, right? (laughs) Like, okay, I can do that. And so I come back and I'm like, still not putting me first. It's so hard. It's harder than you think. It is. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can do that. Anyway, so this happened. And the second time it was more serious. It's like, hey, like, are you ready to come, like, be done with this physical life? And there's no judgment in it, right? That's the interesting thing. It's like, it's no like right or wrong answer. It just is what it is. And it's like, you What's your choice? Do you you want to be done with this physical life, or do you want to go back in this physical life and put you first? And and so the second time it was a little harder for me. Like I don't know, because I, I I never put myself first. I don't know if I can do that, you know. And so I came back again, and but still, still I was doing a little better, but still my kids were more above me. And then the last time, it's like, hey, look, like we've already told you twice. This is the last. Last chance you got. Do you wanna find joy in life? Literally, that was words. Do you want to find the joy in life? I'm like, I don't know if joy exists. I don't know if there is joy in life because of all the trauma and heartache I've been through my whole life and always taking care of everybody else and always putting everybody else first. And so I sat with that one a long time and it took me a long time to come to a decision to be back here. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if joy exists, but I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to go back and find out and actually put me first this time and look for the fun and joy in life. And since I've done that, like it just spills over now. And where I was always like, well, I just want my kids to be happy. I want my kids to this, you know, like. All about them, it wasn't until I put me first that my kids actually started becoming happy, started, you know, all the things that I wanted for them that I was trying to like force into them. Like it all starts with you. It started with me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how easy is this? And now I have dance parties in my kitchen as I cook dinner for my kids and they come and join me. And like we have the best time instead of like grinding through, oh, I gotta make this meal for my kid because I'm the mom and that's what I do. And, you know, like it's a total different mindset, right? And it's just night and day difference of choosing myself first and then my cup is full now and it now overflows.
2: And it makes such a better environment for the whole family, for the kids, everybody, and the, so it is. It's much. just like everything. Even though we love our kids to such a high level, like we do anything for them, this life is pushing us to still look at, know that we have to choose ourselves in this too. Yeah, because yeah. if we're not here,
1: then what? Yeah. Yeah. And my thank goodness for my amazing kids because they were my biggest lesson in that. And they're like, Mom, you teach all these things. Go do it. Go show us. Put yourself first. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah. Put yourself first. Next time you're trying to give from an empty cup, go do something for yourself and see what happens after that.
0: Thank you for joining us on this path of self-discovery and soul connection. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. For more inspiration and resources, join our Facebook group, Igniting Soul Connection. Also, visit us at findingthefire.com or follow us on TikTok and Instagram at findingthefire. Until next time, keep the fire alive. This has been a production from a podcast studio.